This is the More For You virtual conversation. I am my, short for Myron Fisher Jr. and you are? Mommy. Myron Fisher Jr.'s mom, at least. <laughs> Here on the More For You monthly virtual conversation, we are wanting to be real, wanting to be relevant, wanting to challenge thought, and we are wanting to encourage not only each other, but those of you that are listening as well. So each of these conversations, we start out by asking each other, what has been more for you? So I'm going to ask you, mommy, what's been more for you? I think what has been more for me recently is that yesterday was a very full calendar day. And so while I was dreading the day, it turned out to be better than I expected. And so the more came about that when I have those full calendar days, which is more regularly than not, how do I embrace the day rather than dread the day? And knowing that when you change the mindset, set, shift your mindset, you get to see the beauty of the day rather than the burden of the day. So that was more for me yesterday. Nice. How about you, Mike? What has been more for you? Mine actually kind of falls in line with that a little bit. I was watching um college game day they were getting ready for a lot of the college football games on saturday and a quote that when they were interviewing one of the coaches he said we we're focusing on uh, the process not the outcome and that really struck home with me because i think even just the last couple weeks i've just been so focused on you know i think about my life what's to come or what's next or you know the big picture of everything and i think i kind of get lost in the beauty in the moment and being present and, you know, really just appreciating, appreciating what is here and what is now. Um, so I've been really adjusting my focus, shifting my perspective to, to make sure that I'm being more present and being more aware. Um, so that's been more for me. That's pretty cool. I think that that pairs well in this month's focus in our virtual conversation as we We'll delve into this understanding of self care. Right. So, self care, huh? Right. And the timeliness of this conversation in both of our lives. So, context for the listeners we planned for this conversation to be about self care, probably what, in June, July? somewhere it's been several months when we planned this out and somehow some way god has a funny sense of humor and this past week <laughs> has been self-care whether intended or unintended for the both of us <laughs> so i can speak for me uh this past week i was well, literally seven days i was without a phone and i think <laughs> our society has has created this you know, structure to where if you don't have a phone, it is hard to operate. It is hard to move around. It's hard to do much of anything. And I was, I was forced to be without a phone. My phone was, had some malfunctions to it. But um, I, as we talk about self-care, I think it was kind of a forced but needed self-care in my life just to, um, as I alluded to earlier, needing to be present. I literally couldn't distract myself with much of anything. <laughs> I was present and in the moment and really like focusing on what was around me. I took a couple walks just because what else am I going to do? <laughs> um, but yeah, a much needed intervention um, to, to truly just to care for myself. It wasn't self-care for me, let me just say. You without a phone in Wichita, Kansas, absolutely not. That, that doesn't work for me ever. <laughs> Maybe that was a part of myself. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. 
<laughs> Not funny, Myron. <laughs> well, uh, what happened to you this past week? Let's hear it. Yeah, so a couple of weeks ago, I found myself, but I guess before I start, perhaps we need to define what self-care is, right? So for me, self-care is not about the bags, the shoes, the massages, the pamper days. Um, for me, it's, it's bigger than that. For me, this definition of self-care comes from an intentional and in consistent investment in oneself, consistent and intentional investment in oneself. And so whatever that looks like, it may look differently for someone else, but it has to be intentional and it has to be consistent in investing in yourself. And so a few weeks ago, I was finding myself teetering on not necessarily doing that as intentionally or consistently as I typically do. And I found myself getting triggered and teed off by many people and their you foolishness. Phone phone. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't help you didn't have a phone but never <laughs> and so I said you know what I need to go to a place that I know is love for me and so I escaped to the oceanfront beach and blue water is my love language now I didn't get the blue water but I got the oceanfront and the beach and to be in that place was so life-giving for me I turned off all notifications and I was able, except for, you know, of course you, um, but you know, that ain't. for me. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't have no phone, so it's like, dang it. <laughs> but to be present, to observe people and to walk the boardwalk and to sit at the ocean's edge and just to see the vastness of God's creation and to take it all in and to rest and just B, it was absolutely everything I needed and more. Well, and like so it's, that's part of my self-care. And I understand that everyone may not have the means um, to do that. But again, the intentional and consistent investment in oneself does not require a whole lot of means. It just requires you to be focused on that which touches your heart's core, that which will refuel you. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't. I don't have the means to two weeks out to plan a beachfront, <laughs> but I think if I'm defining self-care- Work hard, play hard, just saying. <laughs> if I'm defining self-care uh, for myself, uh, I like what you said about an intentional and consistent investment in oneself. I think for me, um, and we, we say it every week when we talk to each other, or you ask me every week when we talk to each other, how, how am I loving myself? And I think that is self-care right there like what am I doing to regularly love myself and as you said already like it looks differently for others what you know rocks somebody else's boat may not rock my boat and that's okay um, but not only just consistently but I think there are some times where I have to you know splurge go get a cinnamon roll or go get some ice cream or whatever the case may be I think I have uh, my routines and my disciplines in place that are my consistent ways of loving myself. Um, but but there's always 
it's always always good to you know love yourself a little more you never love yourself too much well i guess there's a narcissist narcissistic is that what you yeah. oh god yeah we're not talking about that that's unhealthy that is right. unhealthy and unbearable for everybody so we're not talking about those narcissistic behaviors right, right, um, right. but that's, it's interesting so at the every week when i ask you myron how have you loved yourself and you give your response i, I always say you cannot give what you do not have. Right. And so we should be mindful about operating out of that deficiency because right. you cannot give what you do not have. So if you, anyone, doesn't possess a healthy self-love and a self-care, how do you care for so many other people? Right. And many people say, oh, well, I do it because I put other people first. That may be the case. However, that can only be sustainable for so long mm -hmm. there has to be a way even with our phones we use our phones to the point to where when the battery runs out there's no nothing left and you have to connect to the power source in order to reduce wow. in order to use it even more right yeah I agree. I agree um so what do you um say to as you talk about when we have our conversations um, you cannot give what you do not have is speaking about loving yourself so that potentially, hopefully you're loving other people, right? So um, what do you say if you're professionally, personally in a position where maybe people feel, I don't know, maybe entitled to your time or, you know, they, you've, you've worked to the position or build up these relationships that people like, hey, I need this. Like, can you do this for me? Can you like all of, you know, and I, I don't know what that looks like for people, but. I wish you, somebody you know. did think they was entitled to my time because they'd be <laughs> highly disappointed. Outside of you, of course, but uh, outside of that, anyone else that feels that they are entitled to my time, they, they are going to be highly disappointed and highly upset. So what are some practices that you, that you in, in place, put in place to make sure that that doesn't happen that people well one that people don't feel entitled to your to your time or if they do feel entitled to your time how do you um politely let them let them down <laughs> so what i do is i operate out of my core values my core values are authenticity integrity and transparency and so if there's something that i don't want to do no is a complete sentence that doesn't require a lot of explanation yeah, so i say no you had the neck turn with it too. You said no is a complete <laughs> no, <laughs> and that takes people aback at times because I'll say no, and they think that they're entitled to a a response of some sort, and I'll continue to say no, hmm. and that's nice for me actually. <laughs> so to someone who is not as confident or um, self aware. <laughs> or you know they're they're not to a point where they can readily say no good luck sorry I'm not the one like what are what I are some say ways? sorry let's be clear <laughs> <laughs> what are some, what are some ways that, that somebody that is not you or like you um, to to begin to put those things into place or to create those boundaries that, that they can say no and comfortably and confidently say no. Yeah. I think it's like with anything, things take practice. You have to exercise that muscle. 
So how can you start with the small nose that leads up to a bigger nose that lead up to bigger nose? And how can you start small and not feel guilt about it or even apologize for it simply because you don't want to do it? You don't want to do it. And yes, I understand in life there are some things that we have to do, but there are some things we don't need to be doing. And so many, we appeal and appease so many people and we show up for everybody else, but we don't show up for ourselves. We do that every time. We show up for everybody else, but we don't show up for ourselves. So I'm just offering a perspective of how do you say yes to you first so that you can give to others? Again, this is not the unhealthy means of self-care that we're talking about. This is not what we're saying. Right. It's I vote for me first, and then I'm able to give when I'm filled and full. I'm not operating out of deficiency. Hmm. Have you seen that to be helpful for you? Absolutely. I think um, <laughs> I think oftentimes when people do <clears throat> operate out of their deficiencies or they're they're inserting themselves or exerting energy that they do not have, they're making matters worse, <laughs> not only for the people that they're helping or trying to help, or they're, they're making matters worse for themselves and pushing, digging themselves more into a hole. Um, and like I said, that's not good for anybody. Um, yeah, doing it with an attitude or right. doing it begrudgingly yeah. or holding it as a, remember when I did this for you and it's, and it, why are we chalking up who did what and what we should be doing it out of love and care for one another but only if you have that love and care for yourself right right um so i have a shifting gears here i have a question um and i've been i've been reading in galatians um so the question came to mind galatians chapter 6 verse 2 it says it mentions bearing one another's burdens right and um, I think when you're living and loving in community, I think you have a responsibility to help out when you can. So as we talk about loving ourselves to love others, you, you help out, you reach out when you can. Um, and I think you can, um, obviously we just talked about exert yourself and put yourselves in situations that, um, that you are operating in deficiency, but I think some some of those times it's in situations where you may not necessarily be too close to people. Like you may not know these people. Like you work with these people, you see these people around, and um, you are just saying yes or saying no because you feel comfortable that oh I don't really see this person. But say you're in a closer um, connection, whether it be a relationship or a family member or a closer friend, right? Um, and I think our um, our tendency is to we can we can we don't realize what's happening around us until it's too late and we work ourselves into a lot of you know toxic situations. And I think our society is pushing the idea of just block them, cut them off, you know, end it. Like, is that Christ-like? So as I, as I allude to Galatians 6, 2, and it's talking about bearing one another's burdens when you're a community and loving and community, like, is it Christ-like to, to end that and cut it off or block that person? Um, is that a form of self-care? Like, is that something Jesus can do? <laughs> Jesus can do anything. Let's be clear about that. However, <laughs> I don't 
don't know if it's Christ-like to ascribe to the cancel culture. I don't believe that. However, I feel that there are healthy boundaries that we can and parameters that we need to put in place to ensure that there is care for us. So like the other week, uh, last week, actually, I was running on the treadmill at the gym in my own little world or whatever. And I saw in my, um, in my purview, um, this guy, he was uh, lifting weights and he looked like he was lifting a good 300 pounds and struggling. And I said, Lord, if he collapsed, I'm gonna need you to help him because I'm not gonna go over there to help him. And the thing I thought about is because I don't have the capacity to help him. I can't bitch or pull up no 300 pounds. All I'm gonna be there is a bystander and I'm gonna create more drama unnecessarily than me just saying from afar, Lord help him. Right. And sometimes that's all we can do because we don't have the capacity to uphold 300 pounds or uphold some of the dramas and the situations that people have. We don't have the capacity because either we haven't experienced it, we haven't gone through it, or we are not at our full and better self in order to be there for someone else. So I even think about situations that you have brought to me and people know I'll cut for you. I will cut for you, cut anybody, <laughs> trust, uh, for you. And so there have been situations that you brought to me and I couldn't fix it for you. And all I could do is say a prayer from afar. And God had to do the work for you, in you, and through you, rather, um, in order for you to get through whatever those situations were, because I didn't have the capacity. I, didn't, I couldn't fix it. And, right. and that, that happens, I think. Um, and I think, particularly, like, people your age, I wonder, how do they find themselves in these toxic situations? What is the cause of that? I, I think, as you talked about earlier, just kind of having a self-awareness. Um, and like I said, you don't realize what you're into until it's probably oftentimes too late. You dug yourself too deep into a hole. Um, so, and I, I think it can be harder to find ways to love yourself once you're in that because that's, you're living in it and it's harder to separate yourself from that. Um, but I do want to get back to something that you said within the whole lifting weights and not having capacity. Um, you talked about earlier within your saying no is exercising that as a muscle. Um, and, I, and, I, and as you talk about lifting weights or exercising, I, the first thing that came to my mind was like stamina, right? So you, you can't build stamina if you don't push past something. So I get that there's a point where you have to say no, and there's a point that you have to, you know, love yourself. But if you always get to this point that you get to this point and say no, is there a way to, you're not building anything, right? You're not, maybe that is an opportunity for you to build stamina or build capacity to, you know, maybe do more or be more. What do you yeah. say? Yeah, it could be. Or it could be growing in your stamina and capacity to say no even more. Because sometimes when we say no, right, um, there are times in which we feel guilty or we want to apologize. I'm sorry, I can't. I don't apologize for me saying no, I don't. Mm. No. <laughs> With the neck roll. <laughs> Perhaps I need to work on that. Nevertheless. <laughs> um, yeah, so building that capacity to where we don't need to apologize for our no, being very firm in it. And it's not being mean, it's simply, I love myself more. 
And I know some people may challenge, well, I said that you're supposed to do this, 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 and that. Well, show me where, because even when Christ was uh, reciting the Old Testament scripture, said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Right. So that goes back to your loving God, but you can't love another unless you love yourself. It, even Jesus quoted that, and that was in the Old Testament, and Jesus was requoting it as a reminder for people. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your might, and love your neighbor as yourself. Preach, preacher. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> that goes back to that self-care. So is it Christ-like? Well, again, you cannot give what you do not have. And if you're not loving yourself, how can you love your neighbor? Period on that. <laughs> well, as we are landing this plane and in this conversation, let, let's get to our challenge portion of challenge of, of what we want our listeners to do. So if you had to challenge our listeners for more, what is something you would challenge them within the realm of, of self-care? <clears throat> My challenge this month would be what are some of your self-care practices? How will you reevaluate based on this conversation, your self-care practices? Um, that would be my challenge. What about you? I think in um, the church that I am currently attending, we talk about um, valuing your, your quiet time, valuing Sabbath. Now, you don't have to take it as far as Sabbath, but finding time is maybe 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes to be by yourself and just be, <laughs> whether that be just listening to your thoughts, whether that be taking a walk and there's no headphones, no music, just appreciating what's around you, but just, just taking time to be present. And I think in that, in that quiet time, you, you, you hear so much <laughs> and you can find, find out a lot about yourself in those times. And maybe finding ways to love yourself. And that could be a way to love yourself. Um, so that would be my challenge to others is just to find time to just be, find time to not have phone, not have distractions, just be present. Would you consider reframing that from finding to making the time? Because yeah. we, because people will say, I don't have the time for that. No, you got time. It's just a matter of what you're spending your time to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So make the time to there do There it is. More. We <laughs> want more. <laughs> so as always, I want more for you. More life, more love, more growth, more blessings. I love you all. Hope you all have a great month and we will see you all next month. And I love Myron. So that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> and you can hit us up on Instagram at more the number four. O-R-Y-O-U on Instagram. Peace.